0: Never doubt the zone Make eat the, make you make the in your face to the to the, she can the push. Push. Hello the everyone, day. it's your boy Ish again Welcome you back age. to the Heart's Handle Sports Podcast Week 14 of the NFL season is in the books And surprisingly it ended with two really entertaining games on Monday night The legend of Tommy DeVito continues to grow The Giants beat the Packers at the Meadowlands. Pretty impressive stuff, what Tommy DeVito has been able to do. I see Giants fans getting very excited about Tommy DeVito. They're like, we found our Brock Purdy, which is pretty crazy that people are referencing Brock Purdy after just one year. But Tommy DeVito, his agent, it was a very entertaining um, game against the Packers. And in the other game, the Dolphins keep proving that they are frauds. They are. They have been, and they continue to be on fraud alert. They lose to Will Levis and the Titans. They were up fourteen with like less than four minutes left, and they find a way to choke. Would touch. Would touch mainly on the Dolphins and how much or how big of frauds they are. Also, would touch on the Chiefs versus Bills. All the whining, all the complaining that Chiefs are doing—is it merited? Uh, do they have a case, or should they just, you know, keep it pushing? Um, and speaking of frauds, speaking of the Dolphins being frauds, in the NFC, the Eagles are starting to look like frauds. I didn't want to call them frauds after getting smoked by the 49ers, but now back-to-back weeks, they get smoked by the 49ers, they get smoked by the... Cowboys it's looking bad for the Eagles even when they were winning they weren't winning convincingly but at least they were winning you couldn't argue against the record now that they're not just losing but they're getting just ran out the field you start to question how you know how lucky they got in a few of those wins and man the Eagles are on fraught alert high key high key and to end it we'll touch on my Lakers winning the inaugural in-season tournament they beat the Pacers Anthony Davis goes for 40 points. LeBron, another another amazing game, another 20-plus point game. And Austin Reeves has an, a great game, man. Started the season slow. He's coming around. The big three or the big two plus Austin Reeves, however you want to look at it, showed up against the Pacers. They slowed down Halliburton, um, and they get the first championship in the in-season tournament which i thoroughly enjoyed to be honest i don't know what you guys think i know a lot of people came around as the tournament progressed i enjoyed it i thought it was great um i hope it's i am pretty sure it's here to stay it's not going to go away uh, it's, it's going to continue to be in vegas it's going to continue to be fun people are making money players at the bottom of their roster are making 500k you know it's, it's a good it's a good time i think it, it brings importance to the First quarter, first third of the season, um, those games before Christmas sometimes felt like they were not important. Now there's importance to them, and I love it. But all of that on this episode of the Hard to Handle Sports Podcast. Let's get started. The Dolphins choke. They choke so hard against the Titans. The Titans, who were kind of handing the game to the to the Dolphins. Like, let's not get this twisted. Once Tua went down, that Dolphins that vaunted Dolphins offense that, you know, gets a lot of praise. McDaniels gets a lot of praise. Tua has had been getting, you know, MVP consideration just because he has those nice numbers. Uh, the Dolphins were 9-3 going into this game. They, you know, they're one of the highest scoring offenses in the league. Pretty plays. You know, they 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 just beat up on the commanders. Um, Tyreek going for 2K yards. He can't do that by himself. He, he needs Tua Waddle is a dog. Waddle is a good wide receiver. Um, you got the rookie running back, Achani. A- Achani. You have Mostert, you know, on the wrong side of 30, but running hard and having a very good season as the Dolphins starting running back. There's a lot of things to like about the Dolphins' offense, but once their main cock, once the real MVP of that offense, Tyreek Hill, went down with an ankle injury on a little bubble screen or a little screen. It, it, it was bad for the Dolphins. It was bad. The Dolphins, even sometimes they even struggle a little bit with him in there, but without him playing, sometimes they struggle playing better teams, even with Tyreek. But usually when they play lesser teams like the Titans, they're able to expose them. They're able to, you know, impose themselves. They're able to dictate how they want to play. And they're able to utilize Tyreek in many different ways, get him all these yards rushing, mostly through the air, Mobile screen, deep passes, all of that, the whole nine yards. But once he got hurt, he didn't play for like the first second. I think he didn't come back to the third quarter. That Dolphins offense stagnate. We were looking at Tua to do something. We were looking at Tua to use his arm to you know rally the team around him to you know take control. There's a lot of people on Twitter that were saying you know this could be this could be the Tua MVP moment. You know. You get your probable two K wide receiver going down. Offense is a little stagnant. Waddle's not a hundred percent. Like this is it. Put put that team on your back. You know, muscle up. Like Chris Broussard likes to say, muscle up and and show him what's good. Uh, the Dolphins, who had struggled to beat teams with a positive record this year, this this was uh even though the Titans are not a positive record team, but this was you know a hurdle that if they got through on primetime monday night football if they got through this without tyreek it, it was going to you know it wasn't going to convince people obviously cuz there's the titans and they're like what 4 and 8 or 4 and 7 going into this but it was going to look good for tua the mvp is wide open or it was wide open i think it's kind of narrowed down a few to a few people in the last few weeks but tua could have definitely put himself right in the middle of that warranted or not the numbers are there and if he comes through to get this dub against um the titans without Tyreek he would have still been dangling around like when they were up 14 points with less than 4 minutes left his name would have still been dangling around you know at top four top five candidates i think with this with them losing this game with with just the eye test and him not in, and getting the ball back um with time with a little bit of time to do something and not being able to pull through i think i think it's e- we could easily take tua's name out of it tua is not going to win mvp this year if you if you put a futures bet on him if you put some money on him i'm sorry to tell you you're not going to cash that out you're not going to you're not going to win that's not a hitter it's not going to hit uh, and if i'm the dolphins i i don't know man i don't know obviously when things are going good Tua is a good quarterback. Tua is accurate. He could definitely throw the deep ball. He's good. He's he's a he's a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. Okay, but the numbers that he's producing will lead you to believe that he's elite. And you know he could only do he could only beat the teams in front of him. But he is struggling to beat the better teams against better teams with better pass rushes with better defenses. He does look a little limited when he's down when he's dropping back to pass like even in that fourth quarter in that you know last drive that they had where he's getting sacked and stuff like that a lot of times it feels like a bigger quarterback or a stronger quarterback or a quarterback with a bigger build could shrug off some of these sacks or would-be sacks or like power through them and maybe extend the play and with Tua it just kind of seems that you know that first arm that gets him. A lot of times, I mean, he does evade a couple sacks, but for the most part, that first sack that gets to him, that first arm that kind of gets to him, that's it. It's 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 a wrap. And two, I mean, he did not play good. And uh, you, he, he had an injured center. He had backup center in there, and he had a fumble uh, with goal to go in the first quarter, and that was big. Left points on the board. Uh, they had to settle for field goals in the red zone. Like I said, it was just not a very good game by that Dolphins offense. They look, it was ugly. It was ugly, and they were gonna get away with it. And obviously, we can't ignore the defense. Just letting Will Levis chop them up at the end of the at the end of the quarter, at the end of the fourth quarter, go down and just chop them up, chop cheese, go down, go down, uh, right through them, literally, like boom, boom, boom touchdown to um Hopkins two-point conversion offense doesn't do anything doesn't really even take time off the clock and then boom 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 they go down the field and next thing you know Derrick Henry scoring the game-winning touchdown Dolphins are Dolphins are frauds man I hate to say it but Dolphins are frauds man and you know they kind of got exposed versus the bills early in the season they haven't really beaten anybody and now they're up against the cowboys who are red hot and are looking like the second best team in the nfc ah oh, dude it, it could be ugly for the dolphins especially um you know once the adrenaline wears off and once you know the swelling on that ankle goes um starts to set in we, we don't know if tyreek is going to play next week um if the dolphins are without tyreek and they're playing the red hog cowboys it could be ugly. It could be ugly for the Dolphins. It could be bad for them, and they still got to play the Bills one more time. They lose to the Cowboys, and then they lose to the Bills, and the Dolphins are a wild card team, which is crazy to think about. Because you know, a lot of teams thought the Bills were dead, and they just beat the Chiefs. We'll talk about that. But the Dolphins gotta—they gotta be careful, man. They gotta be careful because Tyreek on her ankle just kind of got exposed by the by the Titans that defense is not looking solid even with Ramsey that defense is not looking solid and now you got the Cowboys and the Bills are still on the schedule I don't know man I don't know and it's kind of starting to feel like last season where they they were hot they were hot they lost a few games at the end of the year and then they kind of you know faded away but we'll see we'll see Uh, we'll see how it goes I hope Tyreek is good I hope Tyreek is healthy. I hope he's still able to finish the season on a tear. I really wanted to see him hit 2K. Like, I really, really wanted him to hit 2K. Uh, That would have been so sick for a wide receiver to hit 2K. But I think today's game, if anything, proves that, you know, the Dolphins, their defense can be had. Their defense can be had. And their offense, as great as it is for all the gaudy numbers that it it has, it could be stopped, especially with the hobble Tyreek. And... Dolphins need to really think about how much they're gonna pay Tua this offseason because he's a good quarterback. No one can deny that. A good quarterback. He could have great moments. He could have great stretches of games. But is he an elite uh, top end quarterback? I don't know. And hey, don't hate me for just having my opinion. It's my opinion. I just think he's a good quarterback. He could have great stretches of games. But is he a, is he a great quarterback? Is he an elite quarterback? You know, it's still left to be said. He, he's very young. He's obviously still improving. And he has the right coach. McDaniel's offensive minded. He knows how to draw up plays. If if anyone could get the best out of Tua, it'll probably be McDaniel. So but like I said, if if I see games like this where we should win or we just need a couple first downs to you know, seal the deal. Let's get out of here with the dub. Let's keep our advantage in the AFC East. Let's keep our hope for the first seed in the AFC. You know, you got to think big picture. If Tyreek is getting hurt, he has a bum ankle, you know, who's to say someone else doesn't get hurt? You know, we saw Howard go down. They're already down the center. Um, You know, Achani has been hurt the season. Like, you want to get that first round by to get everyone healthy for this playoff run. You need to be thinking about that. So if you're up 14 and all you need is a couple first downs to get out of there, finish the game off, Like, your quarterback is supposed to be able to get that. And then you're down, you're only up six. The team just got, the other team just went down the field, scored a touchdown, scored a two-point conversion. You know that if they get the ball back and they score, they're going to win. You need to be able to find that first down. And the offense couldn't do it. And they ran the ball, they ran the ball. And I think they tried to throw for it on third down and they couldn't do it. Coaches will tell you how they feel about their quarterback too. Obviously, every coach is gonna say that they love their quarterback. My quarterback's amazing. My like I, I fully trust my quarterback. But you always, you always, they always tell you how they really feel about their quarterback. You see it with, you know, Daniel Jones sometimes. You kind of see it a little bit with Tua when when you have a third and long, and you really need it. And and you know if you really have an elite quarterback, if you have Mahomes, if you have Allen, you have Burrow for the most part you're going to put the ball in their hands you're going to let them you know be elite you're going to let them be great you're going to let them be you know the talent that they are and, get, and you know you have no second thoughts you know that the ball is safe in their hands and so you're going to let them try to throw for the first down if you don't have one of those top guys and you know it no matter how many positive things you say about him you're going to you're going to run the ball you're going to run the ball you're going to do a a delayed run a draw you are gonna do a draw you're gonna do a little bubble screen you might even do like some uh wildcat you might you know some of that stuff but if you have a real elite quarterback you're gonna put it in his hands you're gonna be like go get me that first down let's go four out four wide receivers out spread the field out go get this first down let's get out of here let's let's wrap this game up sometimes i don't see that with tua and mcdaniels so was take that with a grain of salt, but you know, Dolphins are definitely on fraud alert. They prove it again on Monday Night Football. Good win by the Titans. Good win by Will Levis. Like he looks like he's a dog. He has that charisma. He has that natural leadership. Um, he has that energy to him. I like I like Will Levis. I like what Will- and he drove them down the field. Dolph I mean Titans, smart to you know dump Tannehill. He he was a good bridge quarterback. He had some good years for them, but. It was time to move on. Will Levis looks like he could potentially be the future and I know Hopkins is very very happy because it's night and day his production with Levis and with Tanhill. But overall, both Monday Night Footballs were game. Both Monday Night Football games were very entertaining and I was kind of surprised not going to lie. Shout out to the Titans, Dolphins, they better be ready for the Cowboys cuz they could really get exposed. They could really get exposed. The Chiefs lose to the Bills 2017. Controversial call at the end of the game. They call an offside on Kadarius Toney. Amazing play by Travis Kelsey. Finds himself wide open in the middle of defense. It looks like, you know, they're going to gang tackle him. They're going to be inside the 20-yard line. Once again, the Chiefs are going to, you know, either tie the game or they're going to go win the game. Kelsey crazy nuthead ladders it to Kadarius tony and he scores the game-winning touchdown but then you see that there's a flag Kadarius tony was offside it gets called back chiefs chiefs and mahomes kind of melt down can't deny that mahomes got rattled by that the next three plays are kind of messy boom 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 they don't get the first down game over bills steal the game out and they stay alive for a wild card and now with the Dolphins loss they might even win the division but back to the Chiefs they've lost three out of the last four games their offense just looks broken Mahomes is showing frustration those wide receivers keep making mistakes even Andy Reid is showing a lot of frustration in the press conferences like what's going on with the Chiefs like does anyone know what's going on with the Chiefs obviously the wide receivers are trash and they keep making mistakes. But for the most part, it's the same wide receivers last year. Um, obviously, they're missing the enemy, but whew, the Chiefs are just not the Chiefs right now. And, you know, there's a lot. Of the, I think the league is rejoicing. It's kind of like when the Patriots had their reign of terror. And no matter if they lost or if it was a close game, it, it always felt like the league was rooting against the, against the Patriots. Everybody was rooting against the Patriots. Right now, it kind of feels like everyone's really enjoying the Chiefs not being as dominant as they usually are, or they've been the last few years. But, man, what a game. The Bills versus Chiefs always lives up to it. Not going to lie, it always lives up to it. Mahomes versus Josh Allen always lives up to it. And this one, although not as high scoring and not as many wild plays, the ending was just, it was cinema, man. It was cinema. Like, you're watching the game, and you're at the edge of your seats. You see Mahomes get the ball, down three, with the chance to win the game. You see Travis Kelsey pull that crazy playoff, Kajiris Tony, and then, like, biggest plot twist, there's an offside on the offense. <laughs> and as a regular fan, you're like, damn, when's the last time I've even heard of that? Offensive um, offsides. And, you know, the show the replay, and you're like, yeah, this this guy is hella ahead of the ball. Like, it's pretty clear. You got to call that. But then you also understand where Mahomes and and um You also understand where Mahomes and Andy Reid are coming from. Like, you never call that. Like, you get a warning, all of that. You see where they're coming from. But, you know, I'm not going to lie. It kind of feels like you have a point. But in defending that point, you look very, very weak. Like, yes. Yes. I know that for the most part, you get a warning. Or for the most part, that doesn't go on called it's just a bad it's just a bad thing to defend like yeah i broke the i broke the the rule but you never call it or like it never gets called so why would you call it it's just kind of one of those things that it's an untold rule that you're not really going to call that but in the same way that it's an untold rule and you're not going to call it when it does get called, it's it should be an untold rule that you're not gonna complain about it. Just like it, it's one of those things where like, if we benefit because it's an untold rule that we're not gonna really call it. Once it does get called, it, it just looks a little, you know, petty or sore loser ish of you to call it out. It's like, oh come on, dude! Like, we never call this. Why are you calling this? Like, I know, I, I know, my wide receivers dumb as fuck and no offense Kadarius honey but I was a dumb play I know my wide receiver is dumb as fuck he's a little he had a you know lapse of judgment he had a lapse of concentration but like you never call that it's just I don't know it looks weak in my opinion but I see where they're coming from as a human as someone that's made mistakes on and off the field I, I can see why you know they'd be very very frustrated especially because the play that happened during that foul was amazing like travis kelsey this was crazy man to even think to attempt that and just go off script and do that with the game on the line when you know like especially if you look at the replay the bills the bills defender was like super close to like getting a fingertip on the ball and like the way footballs are shaped you get you get like a little grace on it it'll start spinning all kinds of weird it'll hit the ground all weird if that ball even hits a little bit of the Bills' hands, play uh, of the Bills' players' hand, I it's it's a scrum, it's a fumble. It, it could be that potentially could have been a very dumb play by Kelsey, and we're looking at that like, well, hopefully it's a foul on the defense so that it gets called back, and then it would have been like, damn foul on the offense, game over. Potentially, it, if you look at the replay, it was like a couple inches. From hitting the Bills, the Bills um player's hand. And then that would have been crazy, but it worked out for them. So that's why it kind of hurts more that they bring the ball back and they call the foul. But it was second down. They still had three plays to get a first down. Like Mahomes is more than capable of driving them down the field, getting another first down, at least getting the field goal and going to overtime. But like I could see the highs and lows. I could definitely feel the highs and lows. I could see where they're coming from. It is what it is. The Chiefs still have a chance for the first seed uh, ahead of them. Is the Dolphins who just lost on Monday Night Football and the Ravens. But if I'm being honest, I think the Ravens are going to hold on to that first seed. Uh, I'm super happy for OBJ. He's getting his he's getting his shine right now. He's getting catches. He's scoring touchdowns. He's celebrating. He's dancing. Like my boy, it looks like he's back. Don't want to jinx it. I hope he does. He stays. I just hope he stays healthy. Super happy for him. But, I mean, the Chiefs, don't count them out, man, because that AFC is low-key full of pretenders. Like, we don't have any concrete, any concrete, like, like, for reals, for reals. Like, if you look up and down the AFC, and we all know the AFC is stacked with quarterbacks, and we all know that Caleb Williams hopefully should go to you know, the NFC to bring a little bit of a level playing field. But with all the injuries, you have Lamar Jackson, who a lot of people still have a lot of questions about him in the postseason. We'll see how that goes once he plays better teams and they're not able to run the ball. Can he? I believe in him. I think he can, but, you know, we still got to see it. Um, Can he, you know, get to the Super Bowl? And then Tua... (laughs) Two and the Dolphins are on fraud alert, <laughs> even harder than the Chiefs because, you know, they just lost to the to the Titans. So Dolphins don't shouldn't really scare the Chiefs. Um, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. OK, that's that's that should, you know, keep the Chiefs up at night. And then you got Trevor Lawrence with the Jaguars. You know, Trevor Lawrence hurt three interceptions this week. You know, are they are they going to? knock off the Chiefs then you got Flacco good story but can you really see them knocking off the Chiefs and then you got what Trubisky or Kenny Pickett and then you got uh, I think the Colts with Minshew like who's really gonna beat the Chiefs like it has to be the Bills sneaking in there or it has to be Lamar Jackson and that's pretty much it I don't think the Dolphins with Tua could do it so the Chiefs are a sleeping giant right now and they did lose three out of the last four and they're kind of whining right now and it's kind of annoying hearing them whining because, you know, as we all know, the Chiefs have, you know, had their fair share of calls the last few years. So it is a little annoying, a little annoying to see Andy Reid do that, a little annoying to see Mahomes do that. It was funny to see Mahomes go up to Josh Allen and compl- and like try to I don't know. Get some sympathy or get some solace from him. Like Josh Allen's like, bro, dab me up and get that shit out of here, bro. I'm not trying to. What do you want me to do? Say, oh, I feel for you, bro. Like, oh, I wouldn't have thrown the flag. Like, what are you, what are you doing, bro? That that was that was weird, funny. That was I don't know. Mahomes. I don't know. He's looking a little weird these last few days, but you know we'll give it a pass because he's been amazing for so long, but. Like I said, don't sleep on the Chiefs. They're a sleeping giant, but don't sleep on them because at any given point they could wake up and, like I said, the AFC is wide open. None of these AFC teams give me full confidence that they'll be representing the AFC in the Super Bowl and not the Chiefs. But what do you guys think? And what do you guys think about that penalty? Should should they have called it? In my opinion, it it was cool. If they want to call it... Darius Toney was like egregiously offsides, in my opinion. But it is what it is. I still got the Chiefs gun to my head. I still got the Chiefs coming out of the AFC. But man, dude, we've been talking all we've been talking about all the frauds in the AFC. We've been talking about the Dolphins exposing themselves as frauds on Monday Night Football against Will Levis and the Titans. But man, the biggest fraud alert this weekend the biggest fraud alert this weekend has to go to the Eagles getting absolutely destroyed by the Cowboys like 33, 13, 33, 13. And the only touchdown they scored was because of their defense that recovered a a lost fumble and returned it for a touchdown. The offense scored six points, 33 to (laughs) six. If you're looking at just the offense and man, Eagles Eagles have a Swiss cheese defense man holes everywhere holes everywhere can't stop anybody decent defense decent defensive line but they can't stop anyone through the air like Swiss cheese defense their offense is very hard to watch very hard to watch like if they can't get the run going and then my boy hurts. I love Hurts, dude. I like I, he's a little IG caption guy every time he talks. But I like his leadership. I like I like the way he carries himself. Um, big fan of him, especially last year when he was fully healthy. I think he has a knee problem this year. He's not really as mobile, but super mobile when he's healthy. He has, a, you know, good enough arm. He makes a lot of pretty throws. But right now he's definitely hurt. He's not as mobile. It's kind of sad seeing him go on these designated QB runs and last year he's like turning the corner and, you know, turning the corner and heading up the field and he's, you know, running past defenders and he has that burst in him. Bro, there's – I don't know why they keep running him too. Like, like, I know that's what makes him special. And if you just make him a pocket passer, he's, you know, quickly goes down the list of, you know – the QB rankings he he goes down that list because he needs that running ability to be like a top 5 top 6 quarterback in the league but man dude it, like i don't know if anyone's noticed it but there's some QB there's some design QB runs where my boy is getting to the edge and he just knows like he's not going to outrun the defensive end sometimes he's not even outrunning like the 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 chunkier linebacker's or like even the defensive tackle like they're getting to the edge, and he's not gaining any sp- space on them. He's not, he's not making any more room between him and the defense. And <laughs> homie just slides. He just slides like he's like, you know what? I'll take this two yard r- loss on this run and just live to see another down because I know if I keep going, I'm gonna get tackled like hard because like they're gaining on me quickly. So it's sad. It's sad because. I do like Hurts, and I wish he was healthy. Cause when he's healthy, like I said last year, I don't think last year is a fluke. I know he has way more turnovers this year, but I think a healthy Hurts cuts down on the on the interception, cuts down on the fumbles and stuff like that. And the offense looks way different. But unfortunately for the Eagles, he is hurt. Hurt is hurt. Hurts is hurt, and it doesn't look like he's gonna get better. We're already we're done with week 14, and. If anything, it just kind of seems like this. he's, he's kind of stagnant right now. Like, it, it doesn't look like he's getting healthier. If anything, it just looks like this is the hurts that we're going to get for the rest of the year. And if this is the hurts we're going to get for the rest of the year, I'm sorry to tell you, Eagles fans, you guys are cooked. You guys are cooked. Because with that awful, that awful passing defense, you need <laughs> – You need your own passing offense to be able to keep up and put up numbers. And, you know, if if that defense has any chance of holding up in the playoffs in these last few games, they need to be playing with the lead. The problem is their offense is struggling too. They can't get the run going. uh, If it's not not, um, A.J. Brown... It, like Devontae Smith hasn't really taken that second year leap that we want to see. And it, it's tough. It's tough because that offense is struggling and that defense needs to be playing with the lead so that they could go attack the quarterback. They need they need the defensive line to be able to put their head down and go chase the quarterback. Because when you allow them the other team to run and pass on you and play action and do all this other stuff that Eagles defense is not going to hold up. So yeah, it kind of feels like the Eagles are cooked because one of two things needs to happen for them to not be cooked. The Defense needs to step up. The defense needs to get better, especially the passing defense, the cornerbacks, the safeties. Or my boy Hurts needs to get closer to that Hurts of last year. And with the injury to his knee, with him not being as mobile, even – even like 80% as mobile as he was last year because of the knee. It's not looking good for them. And credit to them. Credit to the Eagles. Credit to Sirianni. Credit to Hurts and that Philly fighting spirit for even getting to 9-1. and Now they're 9-3. and And, you know, they could still squeak out the number one seed. If they get through the Seahawks, I don't know where the Giants look a little more dangerous. But they do finish Seahawks, Giants, Cardinals, Giants. You get through that Seahawks game. Seahawks have been on a downward spiral too. You get right against the Seahawks. You take care of Tommy DeVito. You get you take care of Tommy DeVito, and then uh, you know you beat the Cardinals and you take care of Tommy DeVito again. And you're looking at you know surprisingly a 13, 14 and three season, or thirteen and three season, thirteen and four season. What would it be? Yeah, 4 games, 14 and 3 season. They're 10 and 3 right now. If they get those 4 wins, you're 14 and 3 and you would still be above the Cowboys, I believe, because of conference record. And if the 49ers lose one time, then boom, number 1 seed. But like I said, it kind of feels like the Eagles are cooked because it feels like this is the hurts. This is the hurts we're going to get for the rest of the year. And we need a more elite hurts. We need a better hurts to make up for the The hole was on this Eagles offense. Or we need Devontae Smith to just pop off. (laughs) Devontae Smith, if Devontae Smith pops off and just goes nuclear and you got A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith going crazy next to each other and Goddard, you know, is is coming back right now from his broken form, I, I believe, then you have a chance. Then, you know, then Hurst could just start, you know, Lobbing it up to these foods because I, I I think Devontae Smith last year was way better like highlight wise the way he was going up for balls the way he was high pointing the balls in the middle through traffic like there were some weeks where i was like bro who's the best wide receiver in that team is it Devontae or is it aj i don't think i've once questioned it this year like that's how good Devontae was playing last year i was questioning it like damn is, is he about to take that number one spot soon This year, I've never questioned it. It's obviously AJ Brown, and that's credit to AJ Brown. He's having a great year, but also I need more from Devontae. And also compare players, but I know everyone saw that catch by Puka Nakua against the Ravens, where he just no no gloves, just bare hands, taped up, throws himself and catches a beautiful play, like just full extension and goes for it. Um, I don't know the exact score but it was a close game it was the game was close um let's see it was probably in the third quarter um it was probably 27-13 i think it was 27-13 don't quote me on it, though but i believe the score was 27-13 or 24-13 but i believe it was 27-13 but if if the eagles score on this play then they're kind of you know 27-20 and we have a game and Hertz lobbed it up for Devontae Smith, and Devontae Smith got one hand on it, and then I don't know. There was a turnover. I forgot how that possession ended. They, I think they missed the kick, or I'm not a hundred. I'm not a thousand. I can't think off the Jake Elliott two for two. So he didn't miss a kick, but maybe they got sacked or something happened. But they didn't. I don't think they got points after that. But it hit his hand, and and Devontae Smith couldn't catch it. But I was just thinking, like, bro, you should have laid out for it. Like, why are you not laying out for that? You you lay out for that, I'm pretty sure you catch that. And Devontae Smith is like, he's a dog. I know he's more than capable of making that catch, but he didn't for some reason. So I don't know what's going on with the Eagles, but like I'm said, like a lot a lot of they did lose thirty three thirteen, but there was a point in the third quarter where they could have made it a game. If they score on that possession and the ball hit him in his hand and maybe Jalen Hurts could have thrown it a little bit better. But like I said, you know, Jalen Hurts low down here. He's hurt. It is what it is. Don't want to offend no Eagle fans. I know there's a lot of passionate Eagle fans, but like I said, with that defense, with that defense, that doesn't look like it's going to get better. Swiss cheese. They need to be playing with the lead. And with the Eagles offense sputtering right now, and Jalen Hurts looking like he's not gonna get any better, any healthier. It could be GGs, bro. It could be GGs for the Eagles. And finally, to conclude, the Lakers. My Lakers win the inaugural in-season tournament. They beat the Pacers. Let's go. Beat them 109 to 123. LeBron James, 24 points. D'angelo Russell, 13. He he goes at it with with Brown. Um Bruce Brown was talking a lot last year with the with the Nuggets D'Angelo gets his little swagger back only 13 points but it's good to see D'Angelo get his little swagger up uh Austin Reeves 28 points amazing 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 news for Laker fans to see Austin Reeves have this good of a game in this you know very high it's not the playoffs but it's not a regular season game there's added importance to to see him show up and this game of higher importance great news great news um and then you got cam reddish balling out on defense and then but the best thing the best thing that could have came out of this in season tournament other than you know winning it and it's obviously it's good for the for the camaraderie and it's good for the vibes and it's good for the, you know, locker room, um, unity to get all that money to win something, to like already feel accomplished. Like the, the sense of accomplishment is already there and we're in December. So that's just going to keep making them hungrier. They're going to want to try harder. It's, it's just amazing for the locker room winning. But the best thing that came out of this season tournament that that finals game by Anthony Davis. 41 minutes. Love to see it. Love to see it. Hopefully he stays healthy the whole year, but that's that's how many minutes we want to see him play in the playoffs and stay healthy. 41 points, 20 rebounds, 20 big big boards. I love to see big boards by Anthony Davis. Give me that ball. Big board, big board. And five assists. 41, 20, and 5 by Anthony Davis in the in-season tournament final and another positive news was that it was against miles turner miles turner's no slouch uh we the lakers were uh flirting with the idea of trading for miles turner and buddy healed i don't know if anyone remembers that that was one of the packages that we could have gone and you know obviously buddy healed three-point shooter space the floor that was good but miles turner all of a sudden, could shoot the 3-2. He's a big body. He's a rim protector. He's like 7 feet. He can move. He doesn't have bricks on his feet. He's actually a little agile. He can move. So for AD to do that against Miles Turner, who is not a bad center, he didn't do it against, like, no bum. And if you guys had seen Tyrese Halliburton, was just been cooking everyone, he's going off. Like, people are saying he's in the MVP conversation, not just for the in-season tournament before the whole league. That's the type of year he's having. And for the Lakers to shut him down, you know, 20 points, 11 assists, still got his 20 and 11. So props to him. He's a dog. But 20 and 11, the way he was coming into that uh, final, props to the Lakers. So a lot of positives, a lot of positives. Um, Obviously, for LeBron, very happy for him to, like he said, he's the first. Records could be broken. People could win this five, six times. Obviously, LeBron, a young 38, a young 39, whatever he is, he's only going to win it maybe once or twice. But he could always say he was the first one. So very happy for LeBron, very happy for LeBron that he gets to add that to his resume. But like I said, after the slow start that the Lakers had, and not just in the season, but, you know, being known as slow first quarter starts, start like starting the first quarter very slow, one of the best third quarter teams but one of the worst first quarter teams they pretty much led the whole game they won the first quarter 34 to 29 and they pretty much didn't lose a quarter the whole game pacers to their credit they made it close with like seven minutes left in the fourth quarter it was like a four or five point game but then the lakers took control brought it home first in-season tournament let's let's fucking go it was nice to see it it was nice to see laker get get a little tournament trophy we'll see how important this in-season tournament becomes as the years go on we'll see how how much uh cachet it carries in the nba community but um even if it doesn't carry much cachet going forward or we'll see how it plays out for this season specifically i think it does a lot of good for the lakers like i said the the locker room the the vibes the camaraderie should be through the roof right now everyone should be feeling good everyone just got paid everyone just got a little extra dough in their pocket everyone's you know has that swagger to them that everyone could just say you know I was I was the first one to win this shit like first one I was there I was part of that team that won it so I'm very excited to see how this plays out how this carries over going into the Christmas game going into the new year but LeBron James proves that he could still play 30 plus minutes he could still be best player on the court but anthony davis showing up and giving us a 41 20 and 5 in the final bro that's amazing that was a beautiful sight to behold and and that that's that's a frustrating thing too that's the thing that makes us pull our hair as laker fans that's the the thing that makes us pull our hair as just nba fans is seeing this dog that anthony davis could be seeing him just clearly be the best player on the court You got LeBron James, still a top five player in the league. Or, you know, you could debate that, but still a top ten player for sure. You got Halliburton making a case for MVP this year. Breakout year, talking about who should have the Kings have kept. Should they have kept Fox? Should they have kept Halliburton? You got both of those players on the court, and it was clear as daylight that Anthony Davis was the best player on that court. That's the thing that frustrates us, but hopefully with this winning like he got the ring in the bubble. He gets this in season tournament. He's feeling good. He's getting all the praise. Like I just hope it carries over for the rest rest of the rest of the regular season. But overall, just proud proud of the Lakers, you know. Biggest franchise in the NBA. Showing up against showing up again, proving to the NBA why. You know, we're at the forefront. Lakers are at the forefront. They're the the most recognized brand in the NBA and it's fitting that the Lakers are the team that wins the first in season tournament. And quickly, some thoughts on the in season tournament. I had talked about this before briefly, but I think it was a massive success. I think we got to give major props to uh, Adam Silver for bringing this. You could 100% see the players trying harder, even though at the beginning players didn't really fully know what was going on, and the fans didn't really know what was fully going on. I think by the By the time the final eight and the final four came around and it was time to go to Vegas, I think the NBA community, whether it was like NBA Twitter or NBA Reddit, or just hearing people talk about the NBA at work or at bars and passing, I think everyone kinda came around and was like, Oh, it's pretty cool, it's pretty dope. Like they should do this. It it became the the narrative changed from like, What the hell is this shit? What the fuck are they doing? They're trying to be soccer, they're trying to be soccer so hard, like this guy Adam Silver is tripping, bro. Like, what the hell is he doing? And it was already good how it was. It went from that to people suggesting stuff. People thinking, like, oh, let's we should all oh, we should do this. We should like we could improve this. This is tight. We could do this. We could do that. A lot of these suggestions are never gonna happen. Like the G League, making it like the FA Cup or like the soccer leagues, adding the G League, um, adding European teams to come here it's probably never going to happen to be honest just because the nba doesn't really want to add games nba doesn't really like if you think about this the end season tournament added one game which was the final the Pacers versus the lakers everything else was just a regular season repackaged repackaged to us in this tournament but at the end of the day it's still the same 82 games plus this final it was all just repackaged nba doesn't want to add more games nba doesn't want to travel to Europe. Make that a thing Like they don't want to do that But Major success This in-season tournament Gotta give Adam Silver Props for that But that should do it For this episode Of the Heart to Handle Sports Podcast As always Thank you so much For listening I hope everyone Has a great day Peace my When I slide No sudden moves my And I'm taxing for feet On my